Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone, I hope you all are doing well and I hope you enjoyed last episode where we discussed about immediate dentin sealing and its benefits and step-by-step protocol. In this episode, we are going to discuss about only fit appointment and again step-by-step protocol for fitting adhesive, composite and porcelain only. If you haven't clicked on that link below, please click on the link in the description where once you fill in your details and email address, I will send you an email regarding uh, these documents. So you will get a one page document on step-by-step protocol of immediate dentin sealing, only fit appointment and I've given practical demonstration on how to use heated composite for bonding of uh, on lace and without using any expensive machines or materials or instruments. So do click on the link below and in the description and fill out your details so you get this one page of which you can print it off and keep it next to you so your nurse can also benefit from the protocol uh, which I follow. So Let's assume that you have done immediate dentin sealing. Uh, patients has got temporaries and now patients come back to have um, his or her only fitted. And only fitting uh, appointment is kind of divided into three steps. So first step is conditioning of your only. The second step is conditioning of the tooth surface. And the third step is actually fitting Uh, only onto the tooth. So let's look at the first step which is conditioning of the fitting surface of the onlay. And in this um, area it differs how you condition composite onlay versus porcelain onlay. I am a very big fan of using composite onlay so I use either composite blocks and not I try and avoid using hybrid blocks so I would prefer one full composite blocks. But if I use were to use hybrid block, then I would use either Sierra Smart um, from Densply Serona or uh, from Voco. They, they do uh, very good composite blocks. So I would do that CAD-CAM blocks. Uh, if I am using porcelain only, then I am going to use Emacs uh, only for 99% of the time. Um, I don't use Felspathic only or Zirconia only. So my uh, go-to material for porcelain only is Emacs and uh, composite, if I can, I would prefer CAD-CAM only. I've used lots and lots of um, bell glass only, which is material which is produced by Kerr. Uh, I believe they have now discontinued that material, um, but it, that material was really amazing. I've done a lot of full mouth reconstructions using um, that material, only made up from that material, and it works really well. Um, the reason I prefer only is because I like their wear property. Um, they wear quite uh, synonymously with composites, um, but it's stronger than composites, so you can put uh, place those only on the posteriors. But again, if you are concern and if the opposing tooth to the only you're doing is a porcelain crown then it may be worth doing an emax only um, just because porcelain against porcelain is better than porcelain against composite so let's look at the step-by-step protocol for conditioning the only um, fitting surface so let's look at the composite only first so once i get the composite only and i've 
try it on patient's mouth, make sure everything's fine. Then I'm going to use micro etcher on the fitting surface of the onlay just to roughen the surface and wash that micro, uh, wash that particles away. Then I would use phosphoric acid etch for 90 seconds and rinse. Now, phosphoric acid doesn't really do much on top of the composite. What it does do is just clean the surface a little bit better. So that's the only reason I would use etch to just clean the surface. Then I would apply silane and I would then heat treat that silane by either using hairdryer or I would put it on my heating uh, machine where I heat composites. So it would heat the onlay. Sometime using air dryer, uh, hair dryer, um, if, the, if the air has got contaminants, then there is a risk that you are putting contaminants on the fitting surface of the onlay. But if it's a, it's a clean environment, then there is no reason why you cannot use hair dryer to heat treat the silane. We know from studies that heat treating silane will increase the bonding properties. Now that's the conditioning for composite onlay. Now let's look at the how to condition fitting surface of the porcelain onlay. So for porcelain, the biggest difference between composite and porcelain that if you have a porcelain onlay, you do not use aluminum oxide on fitting surface because that can really damage the porcelain. If you really want to roughen the surface, then you can use glass beads around 50 micron at 22 PSI and 1.5 bar pressure. So you can use glass beads, but not aluminum uh, oxide, which we use generally for microetcher. So you need to be very careful what you are using on your porcelain only fitting surface. Once that's done, you wash it off and then you're going to use a 9% hydrofluoric acid for two minutes for felspathic ceramics. And that would be your veneers, really. I don't use felspathic ceramic for my onlays. And if you're using Emacs, then you're going to uh, etch the Emacs fitting surface for 5% hydrofluoric acid for 20 seconds. So if you're using lithium disilicate um, porcelain onlays such as Emacs, then it's 5% hydrofluoric acid for 20 seconds. So you're doing much less than felspathic ceramic. Then you are washing that off and then you're putting that in ultrasonic bath with alcohol. So um, many times dentists ask me, how can I use that? So what you can do is you can have a small glass container, put an alcohol in there, put your onlay on there, close the container and put that in your ultrasonic machine. If you don't have that, then you can use phosphoric acid for uh, another 60 seconds um, to remove that precipitates which is which was created by using hydrofluoric acid. So the reason we are doing ultrasonic bath or phosphoric acid etch is to remove that precipitates which is created and have a nice clean surface. If you are this point drying that porcelain only and if it's dull and if it looks like chalky then you need to really clean that again. You want to see the dull surface rather than a chalky surface. If it's a chalky surface, that means there's a lot of debris still um, on the surface, which is created by hydrofluoric acid etching. So you may need to go again with alcohol bath or use phosphoric acid to clean that debris away. Um, after that, you apply porcelain silane um, and again, heat treat that silane to improve the bonding procedure, uh, improve the bonding strength. At this point, I would then keep the onlay in the heater and along with my instrument and composite to just heat uh, those three things. And I would then 
come to the tooth. I would refresh the adhesive on the tooth, which is done for immediate sealing, by either using diamond burr very gently or microetcher, 30 micron aluminium oxide. Um, if I can use microetcher, then I tend to use microetcher more. Uh, but let's say if you don't have microetcher, um, then you can use um, rough diamond burr, like a round burr, just to roughen the surface of the enamel, just to gently make sure everything's uh, uncontaminated. Once that's done, you are going to use total edge technique um, using enamel, dentine, or composites for 30 seconds. Now, if you know that there is no exposure of dentine and your bond from immediate dentine silic is intact, then you don't need to etch dentine. But uh, if you feel that you have exposed that bond, then you can etch enamel dentine and composite if you have done composite, uh, all of them together for 30 seconds. Then uh, you are going to use primer on dentine wherever the dentine exposure has happened. Again, 20 seconds for gentle rubbing motion. and then you are going to air dry, gently air dry that uh, dentine and make sure it's nicely um, air dried. And then you are going to use adhesive resin on the tooth, which from OptiBond FL, but you are not going to cure it. Again, there are a lot of um, theories whether you should cure the bond or not cure the bond. I do not cure bond because my bond are highly filled. And if I cure bond, then that will leave a, a thick um, bond around the margin and that can cause problem with seating. Um, I know some of my colleagues who use unfilled bond and cure it because they are worried about curing the bond through the restoration. However, we know that we have so good lights nowadays that, you know, they can easily cure through your onlay. So I am not really worried about my bond not getting cured. So this is the preparation for tooth surface conditioning. Now that's your step two. Now stage three is now putting only onto the tooth. Now at that stage, once I've cured, I've done the uh, my uh, preparation of the tooth, I would then take my uh, only out from the heater along with the composite, and I will then just before I apply composite onto the onlay, I'm going to put bond onto the onlay's fitting surface. Now. There has been studies done which um, does not show any improvement in bond strength, whether you put bond on to the uh, fitting surface of the onlay or not. So don't panic if you're not doing this. Um, I just feel more comfortable uh, putting bond on to the fitting surface of the onlay because it just gives composite to a nice surface to just um, glide around and, and you know spread. So I would put bond on to the fitting surface of the onlay, put composite onto there, onto the onlay, and then put onlay onto the tooth. Once that's done, I would then use pressure, either finger pressure or instrument pressure to remove push the onlay onto the tooth because if you've used composite heated composite for bonding then you would know that you know it does require pressure um, it's not going to be runny like your flowable composite or relax or panavia so you do need to apply some pressure but you know it does uh, the excess does come out and you will be able to seat your restoration completely. Now, there are a couple of scenarios where I will not use heated composite. I'll not use heated composite for crowns because uh, it's difficult sometimes to get the x-ray uh, excess out. And I will not use 
heated composite for my uh, felspathic porcelain veneers because there is a risk that you can break that veneer. So these are the two scenarios where I do not use heated composite and I use instead either uh, for full full crowns I would either use panavia if I'm bonding that crown. If I'm not bonding and if it's zirconia crown then I'll just use simple glass or cement. Um, for veneer, felspathic ceramic veneer, I would use panavia again. Uh, which is my favorite bond uh, when it comes to doing bonding if I'm not using heated composite. But most of the scenarios I get away with heated composite because many times veneers I use Emacs veneers with lead Emacs veneers and Emacs veneers are completely fine for you to use heated composite. Again, it depends on the thickness, but uh, you know you can get really strong Emacs veneers uh, in a thinner sections. So you need to apply some pressure onto the restoration, take the excess off, apply pressure again, take excess off again, keep up, keep repeating that until you don't see any excess. Once that's done, you are going to use floss to clean in between the interproximal areas, make sure it's all nicely cleaned. Um, then you're going to apply pressure again because sometimes if the contacts are too tight and if you flossed it, you can cause only to lift a tiny bit. So you're going to apply pressure again and then cure and then um, just do floss and cleaning everything, make sure um, there's no excess cement left. Uh, you are then going to use some rubber polishing burrs uh, to just polish around the only, make sure there's no cement left. Um, and that would be it. If you want, you can use glycerin on around the margin and cure it again. You could use, um, you can take a little bit bond on the brush and right at the end when you're removing all the excess, you can use that brush to clean the excess off um, so that it seals the area at the same time with the bond and then use glycerin and cure it as well. So there are different ways to remove excess, but this is the, this is the typical process you need to follow. Again, most of the question I get asked is about ultrasonic alcohol bath. And if you don't have that, then in my experience, phosphoric acid edge, uh, our normal uh, phosphoric acid for 30 to 60 seconds is usually enough to clean the debris. You might have to do a couple of times if you keep seeing the chalky surface until it becomes completely dull. So I hope you found this short uh, episode helpful and I hope this makes it more clearer as to the bonding protocol for bonding adhesive only appointment. Adhesive only is has again changed this my uh, clinical practice for good and nowadays I would generally only do crown if a I'm replacing crown. So if you're replacing crown, most of the time you have to replace it with the crown. Or um, if the margin is very subgingival and I feel that, you know, bonding is not going to be predictable. However, with the technique um, called deep margin elevation, you can most of the time get away with a lot of uh, difficult, tricky scenarios. 
One of the tip when you're doing deep margin elevation is use greater cow matrix band so that you can slide that matrix band below the contact point area. And B, uh, you can use PTFE tape to just block the areas which maybe you think, you know, your matrix band is not seating completely well. But um, because of that, I don't tend to do too many new crowns unless it's anterior teeth and I'm doing full mouth reconstruction, patient's got, you know, spacing between the teeth and now I'm increasing OVD, patient needs buccal composite, palatal composite, then, you know, it's it makes sense to do full coverage crown, which is less maintenance for patient and better aesthetics as well. So there are some indications for doing crown, but for posterior teeth, most of the time onlays are my treatment of choice. So I hope uh, you enjoyed this uh, podcast and I will see you in the next podcast.